Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Sons of UCF Live. I'm Trace Trollco. Good to spend some time with all of Unite Nation, Adam and Leo. Guys, we're 14 days away from the start of the 2023 UCF football season. How you doing? Is that it? I haven't been counting, Trace. Is that all? I, I hadn't even noticed. I am Two counting. Two weeks exactly. Two weeks. Two exactly. weeks we bounce. That's right. Uh, I can smell it in the air. It's literally like two weeks out is when you can actually start smelling football. What does it, what does it smell like, Leo? What, what, was, what does it smell football, like? You could, I just, I smell pigskin somewhere. Okay. Just, I don't know. I, I'm weird like that. So. <laughs> Adam, have you gotten over that it's the longest summer ever and now you start no. to, you start to no. feel like it? No, because I feel like these next 14 days are, are going to be the longest 14 days in the history of mankind. You and Mike have been having some fun on the pod with the uh, wheel of offense and the wheel of defense. Look, you got to fill content however you can, Trace. And and there's <laughs> there's a number of ways to preview, you know, the position groups. I thought this would be more fun to kind of randomize and see who we end up with. But again, I feel like these 14 days are going to be the longest 14 days of my life. I can't wait. Thursday night, I'll be there. Trace, I know you'll be there. Leo, I assume you'll be there at this yeah, point. Yeah, where, so. Leo, where are you going to be again? Well, like, that's right. I don't know where Leo's going to be. He's on social I, media. Tearful good. I thought one of us died, Trace. I didn't know what's going on. <laughs> I, that post. I checked. I it wasn't me. Am I okay? Has anyone seen Mike lately? I, I mean, I, don't, I didn't know what was going on there, Leo. He made me laugh on that tweet. He thought one of you guys. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to come off that way, but, you know. Yeah, I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be with the fans actually. Um, our uh, broadcast booth will be you know among with the fans on. I believe it's the third floor of the Roth uh, Tower, so um, we're pretty well integrated with the fans. We're gonna you know have interaction interactions with the fans, so uh, it'll be nice. It'll be nice, but we'll have the the headsets to you know block out all that noise. So we'll be we'll be good. You know, we were gonna do some sort of tearful goodbye video collage, but we said, ah, eh, yeah, you know. Never mind. Never mind. Leo's, Leo's not going too far away. We'll see, Leo. That's right. That's correct. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be here and, you know, and I won't call this my last episode. I know I'll be back uh, sometime in the future. So people have a way of hanging around uh, in Sons of UCF. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam, uh, practice continuing this week for the Knights Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. They've got a practice Friday, the scrimmage on Saturday, and then another practice on Sunday. Starting to fine-tune things, position battles becoming a little bit more clear, though, of course, they're not going to tell us much about that. Yeah, I, I wish they did. I mean, I think for me, you know, Trace, the biggest questions I have are the secondary. We've got so many guys back there that could honestly play a role in names that we've heard both from Transfer Portal, you know, guys who have been here for, for a while, you know, freshmen coming in. Uh, Braden Marshall got, today was named to an All-American team of some sort, right? So there's there's any number of names. I'm really curious what that secondary looks like on week one. They're not going to tell me until uh, until week one, unfortunately, but hopefully all that gets ironed out here the last couple weeks of camp. Leo, what's the position group on defense that you feel most sure about? Which is the one that you're concerned about? Uh, definitely back seven. Um, I've been concerned since the start of the spring. I... <laughs> I don't know. I think it's really the the DBs that really concerns me the most. Um, but up front, I feel like we're solid. Like our, our guys up front, like Lee, you got guys like Lee Hunter, Ricky Barber, uh, TMB, uh, Salascar. Like 
I think we're going to be okay up there. Um, linebacker iffy about, but I do trust that Jason Johnson's going to hold it down. And I think he'll be enough to hold it down. And then once you get to the DBs, that's that's where it gets a little scary. I know we got DeCorian Patterson and all that, but I think it's uh, a matter of the chemistry back there too, the, the communication. So um, that, that's my take on that. Well, you know, Adam, uh, linebacker, they brought in a couple of guys. Jason Johnson, of course, returns, leading tackler on the team last season. Earlier this week, we had opportunity to speak to your favorite guy. Why don't you say his name the way you do every week? Walter Yates the third. <laughs> Walter yeah. Yates the third. And he talked about the competition uh, at linebacker. To me, competition is a make or break. So uh, I try to just take each and every day, just one step at a time. I try not to look too forward or worry about the next person. Because ultimately, if I can't, do my job, then this is going to hurt the team in general. So I just try to work on myself each and every day and uh, just try not to worry about the person next to me. Adam, you worried about linebacker or you feel eh, all right with what's returning and what's new? You know what? I'm actually optimistic. I mean, Jason Johnson, obviously, is, is the guy who had a really good season last year. We brought in two guys in Ryan Davis, Isaiah Paul, both who have played a little bit of football. Uh, Ryan Davis obviously went to Georgia, so he's got some pedigree there. So I'm cautiously optimistic about linebacker. We have Walter Yates the third. We have Cam Moore, who we saw play a little bit last year. So I'm, I'm a little bit optimistic on linebacker. I know this was kind of the position that I think we all had some questions with, but I'm optimistic. I'd be even more optimistic, Trace, if I knew this guy was playing linebacker UCF Mike oh, wow. back on the live show for the first time in I don't know how long. Uh, one son leaves, another son returns. Yeah, Leo, see, we've already ready. filled the slot. We get back into the transfer portal. That quick? <laughs> that quick, Leo. That's, That's life for you, buddy. Welcome to showbiz. Gentlemen. Mike, welcome back. How are you guys? Long time we no missed see. You. Uh, we missed you in these squares, these boxes. It's looking great, by the way. Always looking great. Thank you. Thank you. You guys don't look so bad yourself. I mean, it, yeah, I can tell you've been doing your push-ups. Everybody, everybody's looking like they're in shape now. I've been doing them since Saturday, so I'm, I'm not sure I'm hitting the 1979 by game day, but I will commit to. And then I heard you say you're going for 2023, so I feel challenged by that. I may not hit it by game day, but I will do the 2023. Once you start getting into this habit, it's gonna, you know, you're gonna go through the whole season, and and maybe by the end of the year, you'll knock out like 6,000 push-ups. Well, now, now this is really gotten wait, wait. out of control. <laughs> this went from <laughs> 70 a day. Now we're up to 6,000. Uh, Mike, we're talking about linebackers. You guys did the wheel of defense on the uh, podcast earlier in this week. How are you feeling about uh, the Knights' defense going into the season? The more I'm studying them, the more I like it. I mean, we see guys with a lot of experience. We already know about Yates and Johnson from last season, but you add in a guy like Davis from Georgia. Guys that have been on the field before, played in big games, I like that. Instead of last year, we had a lot of unknowns, new guys coming in. This year, I think we know a little bit more about the, the, the unit. What's the area that you have the most concern about on the defense? It's got to be the secondary, right? We know about the guys up front. We, we think we feel okay about the linebackers. The secondary is a work in progress. But that's another section of the defense where guys do have experience. There's some older guys there, but they're transfers. And that's, I said it on the, the show the other day. That's a position where everybody's got to work in unison together. You know, the defensive line, they tell them, go after the quarterback, and they all go after the quarterback. But the, the secondary is all got to – it's a lot about a communication. It's a lot about dropping back, who's covering who, who can let somebody go. And I think that's going to take a couple of weeks for them to get used to. And the chemistry that you need, right? We had uh, availability with the transfer players today. We'll be posting some of those interviews on the uh, Sons of UCF YouTube channel coming up. But uh, that, they have to develop that chemistry with the influx of these new guys, some coming in just during the summer. Yeah, that's the thing. It's going to take them a, a little while, which is good why the schedule works out the way it does with the out-of-conference games up front. I mean, Kent State, you can work out a lot of kinks there. You got time to correct things. Boise State, not so much, but then you come back with Villanova. Uh, so you got a about the first month of the season where you can work out all the little kinks, get the guys uh, cohesive, and then conference play right away against the Big 12 champs. Do you, Mike, I'm ignoring Adam and Leo because I'm just so happy to have Mike back. Uh, uh, Mike, do you think that Boise State is a make or break on this season? If they lose that game, could mean trouble, or do you not put that much emphasis on Boise? I think we're going to learn a lot about the team in the Boise State game. If we lose, it's not necessarily, hey, the season's over. That's the good thing about playing in the Big 12 is you have a chance throughout the season. If you, if you trip, your, trip up early, 
you can make up for it. You're still going to have chances to play against some top 25 teams, build the resume. Whereas in, in the American, if we lost that big out of conference game early, we were done for the year. But you would love to see them win. If we win, if we win comfortably in that game, then I'm going to feel really good about this team. If we lose, I'm going to start to ask some questions. Adam, do you agree with that? I don't know what kind of questions Mike is asking. Look, I think obviously Boise is going to be a litmus test early in the season, right? It's a non-conference, so it won't hurt us too much to Mike's point. But that'll tell us a lot about what kind of team we potentially have on our hands here. Um, a tough road game. You know, Boise is going to be, um, you know, ready to play us. So I think it'll tell us a lot. But I don't think it, it makes or breaks the season because there's still so much uh, season left after that. Leo, is uh, part of the broadcasting uh, that you're going to be doing on the Spanish language, will they be doing these road games as well, right? Yes, we will. Uh, we actually found out today where our location will be at uh, to watch these. It's going to be at an iHeartRadio's uh, station here in Orlando. So we'll have a nice, comfortable facility to, you know, watch watch these games. And looking forward to that. Looking forward to calling the away games for, for the first time in Spanish broadcasting history. So... That's good. That's a good addition. Well, I want to bring in our first guest of the evening, a return guest on Sons of UCF Live. A lot of you follow him on social media with all of his lists. Big Game Boomer, a.k.a. John Whitaker, returns to Sons of UCF Live. How you doing, Big Game Boomer? Fellas, what's going on? Well, good you know, you. You, you recently named the Sons of UCF podcast best podcast. Uh, yeah, so it's hard to, it's hard to criticize you. And then a couple of days ago, you you don't even put the student section in the top 50 which rankled some people. What went both into that decision? Full. Both sides got to be full. They got to fill both sides. Both both end zones need to be full. I need to see it, especially with the Big Twelve. So they gotta they gotta step it up and stay through the second half. Stay through the second half. Yep, I've got all I've got eyes everywhere. You should see my DMs on game day. I get hundreds of pictures of student sections when they're empty. I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> How excited are you about the coming season? We're just two oh weeks away God. from the UCF opener. I cannot wait, uh, guys. I mean, I can't believe it's finally here. Though, I mean, the season starts next weekend. I mean, it's been a good off season. A lot of talk. I'm sick of the whole realignment talk. I'm ready to just play football. Obviously, your name is Big Game Boomer, right? You're an Oklahoma guy. You, you've been an Oklahoma fan for a while. Uh, tell me how excited you are to see you know UCF and some of these schools come in. I know it's only one year for the Oklahoma schools, but how excited are you about UCF joining the Big 12 this year? I'm excited for it. I mean, I, I, personally, I kind of wish OU was staying in the Big 12 uh, with all the new teams they had. I think it's going to be a great conference. I think OU would be more competitive uh, if, you know, instead of going to the SEC. Uh, I mean, you've got great, I mean, great fan bases. I mean, Houston's really probably the only fan base that I would say is kind of subpar. Uh, Cincinnati does a great job supporting their team. You guys obviously do. BYU fans are more passionate as anybody you'll find. So it's a, uh, I'm excited. Uh, there's going to be some good matchups this year for sure. You guys are coming to Norman. Uh, what, what, when is that? Uh, towards the end of November? October, October 21st. October? Yeah. October. Yeah, y'all should make the trip. It'd be fun. Mike, Mike, will we see you in Norman? I've got a friend trying to get me to go here. I'm having here's the problem I'm having. There's no direct flights. The all the airlines are having problems. I'm scared I'm gonna get a flight into Dallas and get stuck there and watch the game at the airport. <laughs> you're scared you're gonna be stuck <laughs> in Oklahoma. Is that what you're saying? Come on, man. It's not that bad. It's not that bad here. Give me a little directy to Norman. Come on and help me out. I paid the extra 100, 200 bucks. Direct flights. Yeah. You can you can fly from Oklahoma City to Orlando direct, I think. Can you with Southwest or no? Yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah, but probably right. maybe not from where Mike's at, uh, right, Mike? I looked into it. I didn't see any direct flights from Fort Lauderdale to Oklahoma City. I even looked in Miami. I looked from Fort, uh, West Palm Beach. So I'm not sure. I can check again. Yeah, man, make hey, that trip. It'll be fun. Mike, you you up now with a question. We're not used to having you back. So <laughs> Yeah, I, didn't know. I thought we were going around you know, counterclockwise here. Anyway, Boomer. How much longer can you keep this going? Have, have you run out of ideas? Have you had to recycle ideas? You need some new ideas because I got a couple. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> really, you, you guys had me on your podcast, what, like two years ago? And I was just really getting started. Um, I mean, now I've just kind of got like a calendar of content that I put out. Um, do the same kind of stuff every year. Come up with a few ideas here and there. But um, 
people expect the, the, the list and the rankings and, uh, I've just, I've got a routine and, and I just kind of stick to it. I mean, what, this is my third year doing this. It's crazy how uh, much it's blown up. Mike, what's your idea? Have you done best strip clubs in each uh, <laughs> each city? No, I haven't done that one yet. There I did the best bathroom, stadium bathrooms yesterday. That's always a good one. Strip clubs. Are, are people DMing you pictures of stadium bathrooms? Is that how we're compiling that list? Oh yeah, yeah. You get you get recon from some of the fans uh, across the country. Um, get some pretty good intel coming in. Uh, so the open troughs are usually the the least liked uh, bathrooms out there. So. Obviously, Tennessee and Nebraska are the worst, but uh, yeah, that's a fun list. But yeah, the strip club one—that—that's interesting. I, I mean, I'd probably say Vegas and Houston would probably be this at the top. Um, no, but I, that's what I'm saying. You have to come up with one for each city. If you want to convince people to go to Lubbock and Ames, at least give, give them something else to do besides the game. I don't know how many strip clubs they have there. It might not be many. But, uh, it's, it's Prairie Dog Town, Mike. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, there might be one. <laughs> that's a good right, list idea, though. That's a good good idea, though. Good off-season content right there. All right, John. So uh, kind of straight to it, just because, you know, I feel like I speak for a lot of fans, and I'm sure you've had this question asked before a thousand times, but – are there any agendas or biases that goes into your rankings? Because I do see a handful of fan bases that are in your mentions crying and, you know, whining and they try to bring facts up, but there's, there's obviously a method to your madness. And if you do have agendas and bias, I guess nowadays they're a little bit more like, I guess, a trolling, I guess you could say trolling and, and it's funny, but I don't know, you know, where do you draw the line between a serious ranking and, you know, when you, have an agenda against something. So when I'm ranking like players and coaches, I take those pretty seriously because you guys, I mean, they those lists blow up. They end up on USA Today, Sports Illustrated, players, coaches take, I mean, retweet those. Um, I mean, a lot of them use it from rec rec recruiting propaganda. Uh, it's crazy. So that stuff I do take pretty seriously. But when I'm ranking like stadium bathrooms or most sensitive college fan bases it's just my opinion I'll, I'll some i'll figure out how to what fan base has really been getting on my nerves and i'll take a shot at them uh, or which fan base is is cocky um right now um like i feel like uh i would say louisville fans are really cocky right now so may i've got something in store for them tomorrow um but yeah there, there's no bias like i'm an ou guy and OU fans get mad at me more than anybody because I, I like a lot of people don't even know I'm an o, uh, went to OU. I'm an OU fan. I'm wearing, I'm look, I'm wearing a, a UCF shirt right now. Uh, I'm big citron, just big citronaut guy though. By the way, not, not nitro, not so much nitro, but uh, but yeah, I mean there, there's really no, no method to it. I just kind of just kind of go as what what I decide to do. I mean, no bias though, no bias. Gotcha. Leo, there is an agenda that we invite him on every year. We, you know, time <laughs> yeah, right to podcast. that best podcast. Yeah, no, I do listen to you guys though. You guys are when I need UCF, you know, intel. You guys are my go-to spot. So uh, you do do a great job, and uh, I mean, I listen to podcasts. Probably listen to ten a day. I'd say always just listen to me, to the content. So you guys do a great job, and I enjoy listening to y'all. Dylan Gabriel, you fan? <laughs> I like the guy. I think he's a really nice guy. Um, he can definitely, I mean, he had good numbers last year, but I mean, if you actually watch the games, he missed a lot of open receivers. Didn't check. Sounds familiar. Yeah. 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 I mean, first year and uh, you know, he, he, I, well, I guess him and Levy were together. What back at UCF uh, back in, back in uh, what, what year that was, but yeah, he's got to play better. And, and I think he will play better this year because he's got Jackson Arnold, um, very highly recruited quarterback right on his, on his heels. Um, so I think there's going to be some pressure for him to play better. Um, but really the D OU's defense has to play better. Um, that that's the problem. I mean, Gabriel, everyone in Norman wants to blame Gabriel. It wasn't Gabriel. His, I mean, he, he was decent. He was a good enough quarterback to go eight and four, nine and three. It was just the defense that was horrific. Um, so I expect him to have a, have a good year this year. Um, I, I do. Uh, so 
Yeah. I mean, how do you guys feel about Gabriel? I'd like to see your list of top socks uh, in the in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a big sock guy. Um, I saw him a couple of weeks ago at the uh, OU Sooners Day. Got my son got his autograph, and uh, yeah, I think he had some cool socks on. Go put cool in air quotes. Uh, BGB, obviously the college football landscape is changing every day. Right now we have uh, Stanford, maybe in the ACC, the American Conference is trying to, you know, unload or reload or upload, whatever the case may be. What, what's your take on where we are right now with all the conference movement? Are you a fan of all these additions, subtractions, or do you kind of long for the days of traditional college football conferences? I'm a traditionalist, so I absolutely hate conference realignment. Now you guys are probably love it. Because uh, obviously you get get a seat at the big table. Look, I mean, I'm a know you guy, and I I hate that we're going to the SEC. I I mean, I just we're ruining traditions. I mean, like rivalry games, we're losing Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State. Uh, you know, TCU, SMU just announced they're not going to be playing anymore. So we're losing what what makes college football great. And yeah, these new matchups and conferences are going to be fun for a couple of years. But how excited are you guys going to be playing, you know, BYU or Arizona State um, when you got to play? You don't, you don't get to play uh, South Florida anymore, the war on I-4. Um, I've always thought that was one of the more underrated rivalries in college football. So I, I don't like it. We're, it's just guys chasing dollars, chasing, you know, trying to get the most money for out of TV contracts and – I'm not a fan. I don't like what it, I don't like where it's going. All right. For those of us that can make the trip out to Norman, give us the rundown. Where's the best place to tailgate? Um, what, what do we need to do? What else we, when, to do when we're in town? Places to eat, things like that. Yep. So you definitely got to go down to Campus Corner. Have you, you guys been to Norman before? No. Okay. So uh, Campus Corner, it's right across the street mm -hmm. on the north north side of the stadium. All the a great spot to tailgate. Um, I'll be very happy to play ASU and <laughs> Yeah, Phoenix, that's not bad. Um, the, uh, the, I mean, Norman, yeah, so Campus Corner on the north side. Um, go check that out. There's a lot of tailgating, a lot of good restaurants down there. Um, hit up O'Connell's. I mean, what kind of food do you want? You want Mexican food or, um, I mean, Mexican, if you want some good Mexican, authentic Mexican, go to Terra Humara's. That's very good. Ted's Escondido is very good. But on Campus Corner, O'Connell's is a good spot. Louis is a good spot. Um, really, those are kind of my two go-to spots whenever I'm in Norman. So I would definitely hit up one of those places. John, do you have a favorite, you know, obviously there's been a, Tons of uh, OU alums, you know, famous alums, athletes, you know, maybe celebs too. Uh, do you have a favorite OU alum? Um, and if you do, uh, do you also have a favorite UCF alum? Probably a football guy since that's what you watch mostly. Yeah, no, I, I would say, ba I mean, Baker Mayfield's my favorite. I mean, I was in college when he was there and just, the, he was just a normal dude. Like you'd walk up to him in class. I mean, he had no ego whatsoever. He was playing intramural softball uh i mean just a total normal dude um ucf though gosh i gotta think brandon marshall's pretty entertaining he's he's a fun guy uh to to kind of follow he, yeah he's 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 entertaining blake bortles i like him um so you know who you know who my favorite player though is on y'all's team this year colton boomer field goal <laughs> that's my guy I hope he wins the Groza this year. <laughs> At least he's on the all-name team, if nothing yeah, else. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great name. Great name. Well, let's get out on this one. How do you handicap this Big 12? Do you think it's wide open, or are we just all going to give way to Texas? It's wide open. I, the, the whole Texas hype is a joke. I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, look, TCU, I forget where they were picked last year, but they came out of nowhere. Um, I mean, I, I think it's it's ripe for the taking – Anybody could get it. I mean, I, I think Baylor could have a really big bounce back year. Uh, I'm also very high on Texas Tech. But, I mean, teams like – I think I mean, I think UCF and Houston are probably the two teams that are coming in that I think have the best shot at having the most success just from a roster standpoint. Um, so, you never know. They could make some noise. But, yeah, it's wide open. And I could almost – I'd put money on it that Texas doesn't win. 
I mean, it's the same stuff every year, guys. Get used to it in the Big 12 with them just saying Texas is going to win and they're going to go, you know, 11 and 1 and just get used to that because uh, it's going to happen every offseason. Well, they're, they're, they're not going to be saying it for too long. They're going to be saying they're well, that's right. yes. the kings of the SEC. SEC. See, I, I, you're I, forgetting I, your conference I, alignment. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. changed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma in that title game? You know, maybe. I mean, the schedule's favorable, but, I mean, I just I, – I, I'm not giving them any credit until I see it on the field. Uh, defense is – if the defense is like it was last year, no. They don't have a shot at all. Um, so – and they, I think they lack some guys on the outside as well, missing some skill players. So uh, right now, I'm not ready to give it to them. Right? If, if I had to pick who's going to win win it today, I'm saying Texas Tech. That's my team. Ah, Red Raiders. Yeah, Red oh, Raiders. Don't get Trey started. Don't get Trey started. Yeah, that's a fan base. I could see UCF fans. That they have a massive presence online. I could see you guys going back and forth uh, on social media. Probably already have. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I like the Red Raiders this year. I think they're this could be a big year for them in Lubbock. Big game boomer. Thanks again for recognizing Sons of UCF on your list. And uh, maybe we'll have you back during basketball season just to talk about uh, lists, not absolutely. about basketball. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Or <Thanks>. softball. <laughs> big game. Oh, yeah. You may see yeah. uh, the Sooners come to Orlando uh, this coming season. There we so. go. Yep. All right. Big game boomer. Enjoy the season. Thanks for All being right, with us. Yep. Y'all take it easy. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks, brother. All right, so when they come out with this best strip club list, uh, we'll know where you got the idea, Mike. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> any other any other lists? I mean, I don't want to give away all your – are you going to be doing this? I heard you talk about it a couple weeks ago. Are you going to do maybe top five lists once a week? Are you going to drop them as a little YouTube extra, maybe Instagram something? You know, I've gotten a lot of great reviews on my top five this week. We should have cut that one up and put it out on its own. Um you, never you, did have a, you did have a good top five. I want to thank you for the Around the Kingdom uh, content ideas, too, uh, that you have. <laughs> Chastising the six and six crowd, as you have. But it's led to a lively discussion. Yeah, I mean, hey, I tell it the way I see it. I, everybody has different opinions coming to the season, and half of us are going to be right and half of us are going to be wrong. Correct. The... Um, uh, watch list, the UCF Mike watch list, a couple more this week, uh, Mike. Uh, John Rice Plumley Manning Award for best quarterback. I think when you go to his camp, you probably got to make it onto his list. Lokai Paule. I like this one, Mike. Polynesian College Player of the Year watch list. <laughs> I don't think guys are on that list, but he's on that list. And, uh, oh, wow. I think I remember that from last year. There was still like 85 guys on that list, too. Uh, we talk about it in August. We don't wait till it gets down to three or four. We we like to include it when it's 85, Mike. And linebacker Jason Johnson, Chuck Bednarik Award for Best Defensive Player. Uh, earlier uh, this day, uh, power of uh, landline phones, Adam was able to connect with <laughs> uh, college football writer Phil Steele. Uh, Phil, uh, always good to have on as a guest before the start of another college football season, Adam. It's quite an experience with Phil Steele. He doesn't do video. He has a landline. Uh, but the guy puts out like a 700-page magazine that he does year-round. Uh, and he somehow knows a lot about a lot, but a little about a little. But in this clip, he's really <laughs> excited about what UCF brings to the table. And I think that he thinks that we are the best team coming into the Big 12 from the uh, American Conference. Um, you know, I think of the four teams that are going from uh, the, in, entering the Big 12 this year, they clearly are the best of the four teams and the one that had the fewest amount of question marks, you know, even uh, there, you look at them up front in the, or, or I should say in the backs, the backs, the secondary, if you look at the secondary this year, they lose some key pieces from last year, but I like the transfers that were brought in the Corian Patterson from middle Tennessee, uh, Jerry Wilson coming in from East Carolina. They bring in mask from uh, Texas state, Fred Davis from Clemson. I think the transfers, should help them move up in the PDR. That probably was my biggest concern starting the magazine process was the secondary. But actually when I finished and after talking to Coach Melzahn, I had the DBs ranked number 40 in the country. Phil Steele, a big DB fan. We talked about the defensive backs earlier, maybe not uh, not being uh, up to snuff or being the position that we were concerned about. Phil Steele, not concerned. He also said my name. I was just going to ask, was it good, just, good to talk to you again, An uncomfortable amount of times in the interview, uh, he said my name, which was, which was awkward. That guy's in the media. 
How does he know every player on every team in the country? Then he started rattling off transfers from other teams in the Big 12. He knew the dates of every game. It was incredible. Well, it was like, listen, like, I don't want to say anything, right? But if you listen to the very end of the interview, he said something early on uh, that's probably going to inflame some people. He said that he thought UCF had improved at the backup quarterback position with Timmy McLean over Mikey Keene. I let it go because I was Ooh, like, all right, well, that's, interesting. that's interesting. And he said it again at the end. So I said, hey, what do you like about Timmy McLean? And I'll <laughs> let you listen to his answer and you tell me how uh, how how much you think he's studying uh, certain players. I'm like, that's all I'll say. Thanks. Oh, I thought you were going to play it now. What, did you oh, ask no. him afterwards <laughs> what he thought about Mikey Keene then? Like, how did you feel about Fresno State this year? Uh, he, once a night, always a night. What are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> that's a lie. That's and where, story. Adam, can you find that interview with Phil Steele? Yeah, just go to our uh, our, our podcast feed, uh, Sons of UCF, wherever you do podcasting stuff, Apple, Spotify, Google, all that good jazz. They may put it out on, on YouTube, but it'll just be still photos of me and maybe a bearded trace. I don't know what I'm going to do there because <laughs> – Again, Phil's not a Zoom guy. So, yeah, you know, you have asked me for several weeks now if what did I think of the photos you're dropping into around the kingdom, and I admitted mm -hmm. to you that I had not watched the show, and you said it again right. yesterday, so I watched it, time. and now I know how you dug back into the archives for the COVID bearded. I was so race. mad. I found the picture of you taking a Jello shot from like years ago and added that into the show. That was my crowning. I was ready to retire after that, and I was expecting a fanfare <laughs> applause and nothing from you people. Uh, speaking of um, cheap plugs, uh, let's let's have a couple more before we bring in our next guest. Uh, now, Brian W. Peterson stumbled upon some information today on the uh, interwebs, didn't he? <laughs> That's what Brian W. Peterson does. Uh, and yes, so uh, proud to tell you all that Citronite Apparel, uh, which is our good friend Chris Robinson, who many of you maybe don't know this. He's the, the creator behind the Suns UCF logo, all the Suns hats, the hat Leo has on right now. Uh, those are logos that Chris created. Leo, so. you got to turn that in after today. Yes. You got to mail yeah, that back. I'm not so sure yeah. I'll get promise you guys I'll turn it in, but you got to <laughs> mail that <laughs> back. Refund those. Uh, and so we worked with Chris, and Chris is now and, and going to uh, exclusively on his website, citronite.com. He's going to sell the Sons of UCF merchandise. A lot of people have asked about merch, how they can get merch, how they can find merch. We've been reluctant to do stuff like this just because I don't feel like you have to pay us money to listen to us. But these are Chris's designs. He's really talented, really smart, um, super creative. So he's going to have some stuff on there for the Suns. That hat Leo has on there, uh, that'll be on the site. The Ehos hat, which has been wildly popular, that's currently on the site now. So if you go to citronite.com, You'll start to see more Sons of UCF merchandise, shirts, hats, uh, tank tops, maybe Trace, maybe even some Around the Kingdom merch. Ooh, how about that? You do a half a dozen shows and you get merch. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, another another plug. Mike, you're here to plug this. Pool Tracker's back. Uh, you didn't win last year, though, did you? I did not. I won it two years ago. Last year. That's uh, like being number two ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was two years ago, and it was number one. And <laughs> I, last year, last year, I still was better than both of you guys. I remember that. I finished higher than both of you. Well, still the best sons prognosticator on the show. Um, but I'll bounce back. I, I'm ready to have, have a good year this year. Uh, it's different this season, so now we're doing the Big 12. Last year, two years, we've been doing the American games. Now we picked the Big 12 against the spread. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of trash talking going on, bragging rights. And, you know, we'll, maybe we'll throw in one of these hats. For a winner. Like, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. So uh, because we are going to obviously be selling some merch now, for one final time, I'm going to make a giveaway of Suns merchandise. And I put this poll up on, on social media recently. And the overwhelming winner of the favorite Suns hat of all time was the OG, the original hat, which looks a lot like this. So 12 of these bad boys arrived at my house yesterday. So these are going to be the giveaway, the final hat giveaways we are going to do. The OG Suns UCF hat. So if you win the pool tracker, you got a hat coming your way. Unless it's you, Trace, or you, Mike, because you guys already have a hat. Mike, how do you sign up? Go to pooltracker.com. I don't remember the group number off the top of my head. I, I'll, I'm glad you came prepared. <laughs> check my, uh, <laughs> my Twitter fine. account, my X account. I, I posted it on there. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Off the top of my head, I want to say it's group number 23006. But don't quote me on that. Password is Big 12. That's B, capital B-I-G and the number 12. One, two. Is, is UConn a selection again this year? <laughs> Could not be. <laughs> UConn was in there last year by default. I don't know. They never took it out. 
But this year, it's just the Big 12 games. And and they added the bowl games, too. So the Big 12 bowl games will be added on at the end of the year. And you know who really likes the platform you're using is our next guest, longtime supporter of the Sons of UCF, Robert, a.k.a. Two Letters, Two Words on Twitter. We welcome him, him in. Robert, you like the platform that Mike uses for this bull tracker. Oh, good Lord. Good Lord. I, no. I don't even know what to say about that thing. I mean, it, I've tried to talk to Mike. Mike, change that. Get there. Here's a better one, right? I'll pay it, whatever the fee is. I'll pay it. Just let's get it done. But we stick with something that was invented before AOL. So yeah. nice shirt, by the way, and a big happy birthday to uh, Mike's texting buddy, George O'Leary. Yes. Yes. Today is uh, 76, I think. Uh, big birthday. Where, where are you, by the way? Uh, I'm in my, well, some people call it a dining room, but it's like a uh, slot machine in the dining room. It's <laughs> where I, I, I'm, I'm actually at my poker table. It's where I play poker every week. And um, I don't have a dining room table. I have a poker table instead. So where do you, where do you eat at then? <laughs> On the poker table. <laughs> the <park> table. <laughs> <laughs> if only I only eat if I win. So, you know. Ah, good call. Good call. Uh, Robert, uh, uh, tell us about Oklahoma. You've been to Oklahoma game yet? Have you been to? Uh, I have. Have I been to an Oklahoma game? I have not yeah. been to an Oklahoma. No, game. but you're going, right? Uh, oh yeah, I'll be there. Um, Jello I, shots I, with Mike if he can figure out how airplanes get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we're gonna bring that up in the mailbag for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, the nice thing about being here in, in the Dallas area is I got, I'm, I'm essentially driving distance to Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Um, uh, obviously, TCU is right here. Texas Tech. Um, and even Kansas and Kansas State are not that far. And, of course, you know, um, I believe in air travel and being able to fly somewhere. So, you know, when we add Colorado and Arizona State or wherever, I'll be there. This, this conference is actually more convenient for you than the American ones. Oh, yeah. Back before they added the four corner schools, I was really heavy into a campaign to split this thing north and south, right? So the Kansas schools, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and all those in one, and then the, the southern half, the Texas, Oklahoma, and Florida all together. But now that we've added the four corners, who knows what we're going to see. I'm sure that the you know, uh, I'm sure they'll turn to something like pool tracker to figure out how to divide everything up. <laughs> try, try and true, Robert. I usually don't do this. I'm, uh, we're, you know, we're a friendly show, but I like to get the commenters involved. And we have a question for you in the chat that I, I just want to make sure I get to. Eric Henry wants to know, do you make a habit of ducking fellow alums who want to get a picture with you? I don't know the backstory here, but it appears Eric has a really serious question to ask, Robert. Yeah, well, you know, Eric, uh, if, if I did, in fact, happen to duck him at some point without meaning to, then it's only the universal payback for him just literally walking right by me in a hotel lobby. And then, you know, tech, you know, sending a tweet out later and saying, oh, is that you? No, everybody looks like this. Come on. <laughs> I assume Eric had a tank top on, yes? Yes. Oh, come on. I'm just glad he had a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike came tonight uh, dressed, though. We also learned a little a too much on. about yes. what he was not wearing on the podcast <laughs> earlier this week. You don't want me to stand up right now. Let's say no, that. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> wow, Mike, we finally agree on something. <laughs> We're all in agreement, Mike. Robert, man, I've been following you. You look fantastic. Your weight loss journey that you've been on. Uh, Thank you. I really enjoyed watching the progress. Have you joined in on the push-up challenge that we started doing? Um, uh, I have, I have not. And by the way, thank you very much. It means a lot to me. I've, I've lost 90 pounds since September. Wow. Good for um, you. And awesome, uh, I'm feeling really good. Um, uh, I, I, I don't have a problem doing the push up challenge except for one part. And, and that's the up part, right? <laughs> if we didn't have the up part, I could do it. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm, I still got another 75 pounds to go. And when I hit that point, then I will challenge you to a push-up competition. How about that? 75? I want to, I want to lose 75 more. That's like a whole Leo. 
Yeah, there's a whole other <laughs> Are you going to have to change and adjust your tailgating diet for this season? Because I've been saying, you know, off season, I, I, I watch myself. But once football season comes around, it's hard to keep up, man. It's hard to not eat those burgers and, and pizzas. Are you ready for this? It, I, oh, yeah. I, I'll do this. I, uh, you know, one of the things, you know, of course, you know, being this far away from Orlando, I can't bring my smoker. And, of course, I might be able to bring, you know, more tailgate fare when we're closer to me here. Um, but, yeah. I'll do it. I'll uh, drink a lot of water and, uh, you know, do all I can. Robert, I don't know if you've been asked this on on the podcast already, but kind of getting to know you a little bit more just uh, because you're so generous with your your charity donations and how that started and what that means to you, basically. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's been a lot of guests that have missed your comments, but, you know, what's kind of your purpose behind that, really? I, you know, I, I love two things. I love helping and I love shenanigans. And if I can put those two things together in a single moment, then I'm as happy as I can be. Um, you know, uh, you know, on, on my deathbed, am I going to remember the time I saved a hundred dollars? No, but am I going to remember the Navy guy? snatching the the, the calendar off the bulletin board with gusto and then in a challenging way looking right into the camera and say yeah i read the comments yeah i'm gonna remember that that's life to me yeah that was a memorable one uh and he he was uh, calling what was that adam he was calling uh steeplechase races or something right yeah um, some uh, news and notes before the mailbag. Yeah, uh, you'll, you'll stick around, Robert, right? You're, you're going to help oh, us yeah. uh, get yeah. through the, the mailbag. I, I, Women's little, soccer. Wait, we're done, are we done with questions? We're done with questions? production oh. note. Right you got another one, Adam? Right before, the, right before the video that you play before the mailbag, I need yeah. you to take me off screen for about five seconds. Okay. <laughs> but before I take you off screen, Robert, uh, 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 kind of a serious question and something that, that I knew about you and I read about you. I know you were featured recently in an article there in, in the local uh, magazine in Dallas. Uh, and can, I'm just going to set you up with this one sentence and you tell me the rest of the story. Robert once spent the night on coach Gene McDowell's couch. Can, can you take the story from there, Robert, and share that for those who, who don't know the backstory on that? Yeah, I'll give you the quick version. I, I made a last-minute decision to go to UCF. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I, look, I, I'm just probably going to sour a lot of people, but I, was, I grew up in the Tampa Bay area, and I was originally going to go to South Florida. Whoa, hey I now. Spent, I, I spent two days trying to get registered. They were such a, a mess in that administration that the morning the classes started, I came over to UCF, and within two hours, I got registered, admitted, and a schedule, and I'm ready to go. But my first class wasn't until Tuesday. I didn't want to drive all the way back to Tampa and then come back to Orlando for the next morning. Um, So I parked my little Ford Bronco 2 out in the uh, scrub trees little uh, area that uh, is now, I don't know, probably over there by the stadium. Um, And I turned the the truck off and I went to sleep. And about 1130 at night, I get a knock on the... uh, uh, on my window and a flashlight shining in my face. It was a UCF police officer. Of course, back then we all had printed schedules. He asked me what I was doing. I explained my situation. And he said, well, you can't sleep here. I need you to follow me. And I thought, oh, great. I'm going to be arrested for trespassing my first day on campus. <laughs> of course, it's pitch black at night. I don't know the campus. I don't know where I am. I'm just following him down the road. He takes me to the back of this building. And I thought, okay, this is where the holding cell is. Um, and, uh, he opens the back of the door. We walk down a hallway. He opens an office and says, there's a couch in here, an alarm clock. Uh, I'm going to set it for 6.30. You've got to be out of here by 7 um, or you'll be in trouble. And I said, okay, yes, sir. So I instantly went to sleep uh, on the couch. And the next morning when alarm went off, I turned it off and I got up. And I wanted to make sure I wasn't leaving anything behind, you know, no incriminating evidence. And uh, I turned on the light, and that's when I discovered that I was in Gene McDowell's office. Um, and I, I got to know Gene many, many years later, uh, running the Tallahassee chapter of the Alumni Association. And I got a chance to tell Gene that story at one of our many gatherings. And uh, Gene's reaction to me was priceless because he just said, 
I knew those cops were sleeping in my office, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how the officer knew of a place to sleep, right? And of course, you know, Manny Messinger, Manny and I kind of uh, uh, bonded over the fact that he and I had spent many a night on that same couch there. So that's that is a that is a good story. You, you couldn't have done that in Brent Key's office. He was there twenty four hours a day around the, around the clock. Yikes! <laughs> uh, good story. Good story. All right, Adam, roll. We got a we got a player, right? I, I think we do actually. Yeah, DeCorian Patterson, defensive back. Let's go around the key. Wow, that's fresh. Fresh from Thursday afternoon during a uh, media availability. Women's soccer jumps out to the lead over Purdue. First game of any kind in the Big 12. Uh, Dinah Martin with a goal in the 48th minute. The uh, Knights trying to close one out on the road and get off to a good start. Men's soccer pick fourth in the Sun Belt. By the way, women's soccer, we've got a preview up now on the Sons of UCF YouTube channel. Media availability with Coach the Haydack and some players earlier in the week. Men's soccer pick fourth in the Sun Belt. Preseason coaches poll. Defender Anderson Rosa and forward Luca Dorado named to the all-conference team. Dorado also named to the United Soccer Coaches Watch List. Have a preview out coming up uh, maybe in a couple of days on that one. Their exhibition uh, over in Tampa on Thursday now. Baseball welcomes in Morgan Pugh, named director of baseball operations, and former UCF pitcher Joe Sheridan is the new player development uh, director. And, uh, Mike, this is it. Men's basketball, they uh, they have a commitment from a 6'7 Lithuanian, Minatus Makas. Can you say championship, Mike? Minatus Makas. I mean, we dominated Italy. So, I mean, <laughs> on the way back, or what, what did we do? Venetian ball. <laughs> he was just collecting guys because he had a couple open spots on the roster. <laughs> you have a passport, you're good, you're in. Um, uh, want to thank Mike again for supplying some content for this week's Around the Kingdom. Uh, having a lot of fun with Eric Lopez. That drops every week on the uh, Sun's YouTube channel. We got a clip from this week's show, Adam. The other thing is, UCF Mike and UCF people are going to have to get used to this. Just because you go three and six and four and five, let's say, in the Big 12, you're in the Big 12. That's a good thing now. This ain't the American where if you go, you know, four and six, it'd be a, a catastrophic. There's going to be more losses, Trace, with all UCF teams in the Big 12. Doesn't mean they're worse. Doesn't mean they're bad teams. It just means there's tougher competition. And I think fans have to accept that. You know what? It's okay if there's a couple of games. It's not the end of the world like it was in the American. Yeah, Mike, you almost got the people like you line. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. There you go. <laughs> oh, looks we, have a, I don't we have know. a new guest. Oh, oh, it's Robert uh, is back. Robert, uh, is this an homage of, of Brian W. Peterson? It's time. It's that time again. <laughs> time for the Brian W. Peterson Memorial UCF Mailbag. <laughs> Wow. Do I need to play this out? I mean, that was pretty good. I don't let's let's compare. You saw Roberts. Let's watch this. It's that time again. Time to open the Brian W. Peterson Sons of UCF mailbag. See, where you failed, Robert, is Brian gives you this. Like he gave you the ah moment. You didn't I didn't see that out of you. Yeah. Well, we, we can't all be Brian. That At this some is point, true. somebody's going to run into him and say, I thought you died. I'd heard that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mailbag time. Uh, Michael, emptiness. we got a couple on this topic. His question, thoughts on the news regarding the blind side, Michael Orr and our friend J.P. Gilbert. If the allegations are true, is it a good thing that we have an NIL director who's scamming in his blood? See, now it seems it seems too early for this unfortunate story that has absolutely nothing to do with S.J. Tui himself. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? It's obviously a family situation that probably doesn't need to be out in the public, but it's a it's a movie and everyone knows it, so it's gonna it's gonna get there. And 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 while you say it has nothing to do with SJ Tui, and I agree with you, Trace, who knows what the implications are? Maybe maybe he steps away, maybe he has to make some decisions. I, I, who knows what the implications are? So it's an unfortunate family situation. Hopefully, it gets resolved behind the scenes. It's probably not something we should really know about, but when you make a movie about your life, that's what's gonna happen to you. So. Uh, Mike at underscore all night underscore talking about the AP poll UCF not getting any votes there 20 of the last 21 seasons a team starting in the top 10 finishes the season unranked who's that team this year who do you have there's a few candidates I think in there uh, but tell me give me the loser of that opening week game between LSU and and Florida State I mean, wh whoever loses that game is on the way to lose maybe a couple more LSU obviously with the tough SEC schedule 
Florida State, I could see them losing that game and then losing to Clemson and then tripping up against maybe like a North Carolina State or something, maybe end up with three, four losses and maybe not as good as everybody thinks they are. Uh, Leo, for you, a couple questions on JRP at Grillin24Q. What's the sense with two weeks left on JRP's passing progress? And Brian Peterson, he's asking, how realistically do you think the improvement – no, with realistically, how much improvement do we need to see out of JRP this year considering the O-line running backs wide receivers around? Well, I'm going to say that um, there obviously has been speculation all throughout the offseason, but – the truth is we are clueless heading into this season. We can speculate all we want. We don't know where uh, JRP's throwing is at the moment. Um, and I even think with that Kent State game, it won't show much just because I remember last year, South Carolina State, we kind of ran over them. You know, just got to see what we can do against Boise. Like Mike said, that's going to be like the real test of the of the, uh, of the season. And uh, I, I'll, I'll say – Man, um, I'm not. I'm not so sure that we're gonna get the JRP we want on in the air. But he'll have improvements, as I've always said. But it won't be what we want to see, or maybe what Hinshaw wants to see. Now, how will that analysis sound on the Spanish language broadcast? What would be the uh, version of that? Give us something. What if you want, you want me to do it in Spanish? Yeah, yeah. Give me a give me a line or two in Spanish. Bueno, creo que JRP sobre el aire no, no creo que vaya a, a tener una buena temporada, pero eh, veremos, veremos porque ha habido mucha especulación sobre su brazo, pero eh, veremos. Wow. He plays better in Spanish. That's what I know. I think it sounds, it sounds better. He didn't say mierda, which is probably good. <laughs> uh, at M underscore M and UCF, this one for you, Adam. Can uh, Paul Rubelt help men's basketball? Offensive lineman Paul Rubel. I, I love the myth of a tall person can just play basketball. My sense is probably not. I don't think got a Lithuanian in there now, six seven. <laughs> I up at the airport on the way back. Paul Rubel. I I'm gonna go no. I'm gonna go no. Maybe if we had a men's volleyball team, I, I think Rubel has a better chance of helping that team than basketball. Speaking of shenanigans, Robert, at UCFXOS, that would be Andy. Does Trey still believe UCF only loses one game and gets into the playoff in year one of the Big 12 with a narrow overtime win over Georgia in the semifinals and a dominant championship game win? See, that's shenanigans. Right? That's, that, that's just specific shenanigans. That's right. <laughs> uh, Adam, we're going to have Andy back. Andy pops Listen, in and he's out in the of chat media. tonight. He is back in the chat tonight. He is back with a vengeance. There was a Lex Steele reference earlier. If, uh, if you know, you know on that one. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff in the chat from Andy tonight. Welcome back. By the, way, by, by the way, Trace, I have to tell you, I've been practicing pronouncing all these uh, uh, crazy Twitter handle pronunciations all day, and you don't let me, you don't force me to do it like you did Missy. So, wow. <laughs> Can I get a don't falk up from you? Right <laughs> yeah, that's a week we don't get a question. <laughs> Uh, this one for you, Mike, at Lonely BUCF. I think he's talking specifically about you in a reference. When FSU, Clemson, and others leave the ACC, should Mahara appease all those too much travel babies that never heard of airplanes and apply for the ACC or stick with the better, more stable conference? Now, you stay here in the Big 12 and you wait for those ACC teams to join the Big 12, which I think is what's going to happen. Once Florida State and Clemson leave, that conference starts to fall <laughs> apart. Maybe we pick up a Virginia Tech, a Georgia Tech, uh, NC State, maybe even a Miami. So you don't have to join the ACC to start playing those teams. Uh, for everybody, at Dolly underscore drama. Favorite biographical sports movie? That's a blind sign. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon on that. So Favorite biographical sports movie. Me, but now it's the greatest fictional one. Uh, ah. Whoa. Too soon. Um, Too soon. I, you know, I like. I always liked, uh, people are going to say Rudy's probably a uh, popular one, Brian's song. I'm going to go with Ali, the, uh, the Muhammad Ali story with uh, Will Smith. You know, you guys both stole my jokes already. I was going to use the blindside joke, and then I was going to say Rudy. Rudy is uh, a classic. Uh, even though I'm not a Notre Dame fan, I, I do like watching that. And, you know, there's classic lines in there. Who's the wild I man? Go, I, I got to go Moneyball. Good movie. Fair. Good, good movie. movie. Yeah. Man, I'm a big baseball guy when it comes to movies. Um, I'll probably have to say I did watch I watched a Babe Ruth documentary when I was a little biogra biographical movie and I like 42 as well. So those two. Uh, 
Great movie. 42 is a good movie. And you CEF Knights uh, with a lot of different letters in there. Would you rather we win a natty in football in the next five years or have basketball shock everyone and win the tournament this year? Mike, what are you, what are you doing there? No, it's football. I, you heard my part of my rant this past week. It's football. It's always going to be football. If you give me one national championship in football, that's all I need, really, for probably the rest you, of my So life. you would take that over a basketball national I'll take that over three basketball national championships. Give me a football national championship. That's what I care about. Robert, over, th agree. over three national championships? Mike? Over five. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. oh, <laughs> as long as the scenario isn't, you know, we're terrible in football and we have to trade that for the, you know, the a basketball championship. I don't know that I could agree with three to one. Like, you know, like, uh, no, uh, I think that, uh, that basketball puts you on a map in a way that as long as your football is successful, it would give basketball an impact. And then maybe they get some resources, like a content. Leo? Uh, I'd have to agree with, with Robert on this. I think that basketball, I, either sports can put the program on the map. But if you know you trade off with basketball, I, I'll be fine if we get a national championship. It does put – I mean, I kind of compare it to how UF did it back in like 06 where they went back-to-back -back in both sports and it just kind of like evened out. But – UF was more of a football school till that till that time uh, with Billy Donovan. So um, I, I'd say either one, really. And what about you, Adam? I wasn't listening. I mean, I, I look. I'm a big basketball <laughs> fan. I've always loved basketball. If that's what we're still talking about, uh, and so if we won a uh, you know the, the tournament, that would be cool. Um, and especially if you win it in the Big 12, which is a, a renowned basketball conference, that would be even more special. Um, and plus, I don't think anyone would see that coming, right? Like if someone told you, hey, if you went in a coma and woke up after a year and someone's in UCF won a national championship of football, you'd be like, oh, I can't believe I missed it, but you'd be okay with it. If you woke up from that coma and someone said you won a basketball, you know, NCAA tournament title, you'd be like, what the hell happened? So I guess I'd go basketball because it would mean more because I would expect it less. So that's kind of a backhanded compliment, but I apologize. I'll tell you how it happened. Every other team in the conference got in fractions <laughs> and they had all their, their wins vacated. That's how we end up winning the national championship. Do I have every a banner, other team in the conference, I have a banner. every other team, all 300 other shirts. teams. Every other team in the conference. Uh, at Diana Mims Reed, how many years now? I directed at me. She DM'd me. Have you been attending preseason practice? Does oh. this year's offensive or defensive side look better? We see handoffs on offense and we see trash can play on defense. It's a draw. Diana, the, the real thing though is are you preparing jello shots for the home opener in 14 days against Kent State? So that's <laughs> that's what we need to know, Diana. Great, great uh, jello shots from Diana at UCF Guy 23. Mike, since Mike's not going to Lubbock, we. Yeah, I think we know for sure Mike's not going to Lubbock, but he's okay. saving his money to see the championship game. Will he stay in his seat to watch Nelly, or does he need to go find a hot dog? Nelly named the halftime show at the Big 12 championship game. All right, I'm there for the game first. That's the most important thing. I'm going to need to go to the bathroom. I don't know how much time. This is going to be an extended halftime, so they're going to have to set up a stage. They're going to have to do all that stuff. So I think I have time to go to the bathroom, get a beer, get a hot dog, if I'm back for the last song Nelly sings, that's really all I need. I don't need how many is he going to sing? Two, three? I don't need to see the whole performance. Get me out there for it's getting hot in here and then kick off the second half. Robert, are you at that game whether UCF's in it or not? Uh, yeah, I'll probably go for sure. You know, um, uh, you know I'm going to plan on us being there, you know, the op uh, taking the uh, full dose of opium. But, uh, yeah, I'll for sure be there. But you mentioned Lubbock. And I want to make right now my personal invitation to UCF Mike to fly to Dallas. And there's many flights from mm, direct, Orlando direct flights, Dallas, many flights, multiple times a day, directies, uh, Mike, direct many airlines. And mm. we, you and I, sir, will road trip it from <laughs> Dallas to Lubbock. How far is that drive, Robert? About five and a half hours. Oh, I don't see this happening. <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm see sorry this there's no bright line, but, you know, trust me. We'll play some music. We'll uh, have some conversation. I will turn you into a road warrior by the end of that trip. I'm debating skipping the Gainesville trip next year because it's four hours. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> five and a half on the way to Lubbock. And then once we're there, what are we going to do? We're going to watch the game. We're turning right around and coming right back to Dallas? Or are you going to make me stay there Actually, over there? 
You know, Prairie Dog Town. Lubbock gets a bad rap, but here's the weird thing about Texas. As you move from east to west, the people get nicer. So, like, in far east Texas, they're not really that nice because they're all just leftover Cajuns. Right here in the central part of Texas, it's like the perfect kind of nice. But once you get into west Texas, it, it's, it's almost cult-like kind of nice. So people are really, really cool there, and uh, we can always find a couple of watering holes. Robert, does it change your opinion that Mike may or may not be wearing pants during that trip? No, let's not go back to that. <laughs> Asking the question. Let's not go back to that. Because if he's not wearing pants, then he's not wearing anything based on what we learned. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I like to hold out that he's at least got pants on. And, uh, Chris, I don't know if I have to invite you or challenge you, but I want you to come to Lubbock with me. I've got I've got uh, access to the luxury suites up there. Oh, invite, hold on! You have to threaten me, probably. <laughs> We're gonna go fund me like a hundred bucks in the chat right now for you. <laughs> oh, there you, you go. Put a couple more zeros on there. Yeah, we don't need to up the ante to ask him to stand up. That's for damn sure. Uh, at Chris Boyle, DBNJ, that's Chris from the Daytona Beach News Journal. This was a discussion that opened up in the media room this week. You know, Christian Simmons, a, a guest on this show, is a big fan of Olive Garden. Stephen Leonard at 24-7 uh, talking about chilies. So the question, Leo, chilies or Olive Garden? Which one are you choosing? You guys are going to probably be surprised by this. Uh, I'm going to go chilies. Um just because Olive Garden, I so my thing is I'm already used to authentic Italian cooking, right? So now rub it in that you went to Italy for two months. Uh, of yeah, course, yeah. Of <laughs> rub it in. So it's like it's like if I go to Olive Garden, I'm just not getting the same quality I'm expecting, which is you know understandable, right? But I do like chilies. I actually do like chilies just because chilies is to me like that is the most American kind of restaurant you could get. Like that is American cuisine. To the finest. I, I mean, that's just my opinion. I, I love. Wow, chilies. A, you're really going. Yeah, on the hook there with chilies, uh, Adam. Adam, chilies are Olive Garden. Uh, I think I've confessed this on the show. I'm not really a fan of Italian food. Uh, chilies, you get you get chips and queso, and not when you walk in for free. You can't beat that. They have two for ones. You can't beat that. I'm gonna go chilies. Mike, I'm gonna sound like a elitist or a snob. But I haven't been to either one of those in a very long time. We. <laughs> We have so many good restaurants down here in Fort Lauderdale. I stay away from a lot of chains. I don't really go to those anymore. Robert. I'm, I'm kind of in Leo's camp. I spent two weeks in Italy last December. Uh, another Italy rub it in. Jeez. Of course. I can't, eat, I can't eat Italian food back here anymore. You know, the, the carbonara, they, they, they put on the menu, it's with cream sauce. You don't make carbonara with cream. Anyway. Um, so Did you check yeah, out the Venetian I, ballers while you were there? <laughs> How did, who do you think scouted her? So <laughs> you found the Lithuanian, didn't you? <laughs> I, I, I do think that I do think that uh, that Leo maybe have gone a little too far by referring it to American cuisine at its finest. <laughs> oh yeah, not at its finest, but I, I'd say Robert Leo's got some sort of nil deal with chilies. No wonder he's leaving you guys. Yeah. By the way, the answer is chilies. Um, at nightmarish J. Holding at two suns for the time being or going back to three or what do we got five in these boxes uh, now? Leo, we are going to miss you. Appreciate all the work that you have contributed to the sons of UCF and wish you all the best. And part of the Spanish language broadcast home and away games for football and hopefully more down the, the road. We're going to we're going to miss you in these parts. Yeah, guys, I, I really don't know how to put it into words. I mean, my gratitude for just all you guys and, and you know, the push you guys have given me and, and the platform you guys have given me to work for you guys and, you know, kind of build, build a portfolio and, you know, kind of, um, it, it just, there's no words. I mean, thank you is not enough. It really isn't. Um, Adam, Mike, uh, Trace, you know, and even you guys I, in the comments, like you, Robert, you guys have been very welcoming. Um, it's been a ride and uh, I can't wait, you know, to, to, you know, down the line be like wow i remember where it all started and i'm never gonna forget you know this this part of my my career so once again i appreciate you guys and and uh it won't be my last time coming on that's for sure mike does he qualify once a son always a son <laughs> yeah we've had some people that have had shorter stays than leo but leo's been a great addition to the show i've enjoyed watching him take my chair here the last few months I'm taking it back now, Leo, so get the heck out of here. But good <laughs> luck, man, and I'm going to be following you. I'm going to be listening to the Spanish broadcast. 
And we're gonna see if you can slip in a couple little uh, sun's phrases just to say hi. To oh, you. absolutely! I'll try my hardest. I will. I definitely will. <laughs> Some sort of eos day, son. Eos. Eos. Uh, so, Adam, what we, we got? We're welcoming Mike back. Mike, Mike, you reclaiming your chair? Are we going with two? What are we doing? What, what's the plan? It's not gonna be. Uh, no, not not all the time. I will be back on that Wednesday night before the uh, the kickoff. But Thursdays are still really not good for me. Today was a little little different. I had some other things going on, so I was able to make it to me. Well, it's yeah, stay tuned. There may, there, may be some, there may be some new people hanging out, Trace, and it's a new opportunity, so everybody stay tuned. A lot happening in Suns UCF land, the merch drop uh, that we talked about earlier. Maybe a website update coming soon. Tons of videos. Trace is a madman out there for the interview, so go to the YouTube channel and check all those things out. So a lot of things going on. Maybe somebody new joining us soon, so... Keep tuning in every Thursday or when? No, it's not Robert. We can't afford Robert. He's, you know, he's he's too expensive. We got that slot machine. Can you pull that thing? Is this thing still on, Robert? By the way. No, I, I, I it, it's noisy when it's plugged in, so I turned it off. But okay. if Mike wants to come for the for the Lubbock game, he can come and play. Ooh. How much is in there? What's the jackpot on that? Uh, I think the max is a thousand dollars on it. You need a thousand dollars for that slot machine? No. What's that? No. I was asking if you just had a thousand dollars laying around in that slot machine behind you. Uh, I, I cannot confirm or deny. Now, will you, is there an alarm on it? So would you hear me breaking into it when you were sleeping? <laughs> this is Texas. You don't break into things. <laughs> That's a good point, Mike. <laughs> we'll, we'll miss you, buddy. <laughs> that is uh, that is good advice. Finally, have fun, everyone, tomorrow at the kickoff luncheon at the arena, eleven thirty to one thirty. You know that the season's getting. Uh, closer when you have the kickoff luncheon at the arena. Final score, UCF women's soccer won Purdue nothing. First win in the books for a team, not a Big 12 game, but in the Big 12 era. Uh, for Leo, Adam, Mike, Robert, and uh, Big Game Boomer, I'm Trey Strelko. Go Knights! Charge on. Fred Davis, cornerback. Thanks for watching the Sons of UCF. Those interviews. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.